grade cricketer is a Twitter stream. It's about playing cricket at the grade level. It's a tough, mean, dirty, dirty business being a great cricketer. A lot of cricketers, you know, that's all they know. They've mm. done it since they're 10 and they have a deep-seated fear of change. But the great cricket is all about being the most alpha version of yourself as possible at all costs and at all times. I don't bat or bowl. I just feel the gully, count the number of dot balls in a row, sledge 15 yards, make me feel better about myself. Thanks, Thanks champ. champ. Oh, no, you called me champ. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Great Cricketer Podcast on today's show. The Melbourne Stars continue to fall, this time with their lowest ever Big Bash total in their playoff final against the Sydney Sixers. The Thunder are also through in some other matches that have a meaningless name that could also double as a Grisham novel or a Schwarzenegger film. The Under-19s World Cup creates headlines that only cricket in February can. There are man-cads, Instagram comments, animal attacks and passive-aggressive actions. We're talking T20 Women's Tri-Series, New Zealand Super Overs, Litchfield Sixers, Bukowski and Jackson Bird is in the studio as is CEO of Budgie Smuggler, Adam Linforth, to question us why we do our ads the way we do and to probably ask for some money back. Also, Andrew McDonald is confirmed as being on the show. Hashtag Ask TGC gets into the Ashes truth, circuiting with test players and offering your captain. This is, of course, all thanks to Budgie Smuggler, budgiesmuggler.com. Com or .au. My name is Ian Higgins and I'm joined by Dave Edwards to my left and Sam Perry to my right, boys. The most um, the most clicked article this week, the most retweeted thing in cricket was that man cat that we saw between Afghanistan and Pakistan in the Under-19s World Cup. I'm not going to get into the ins and outs of should it even happen, the man cat. But what I do want to know is, if you were to affect a man cat, how would you celebrate? Uh, well, yeah. <clears throat> G'day, you guys. A lot going on on the show. Evidently, I always uh, feel a lot of pressure when you read out all those things that we have to now get through. Mm. You've announced that yeah. we're going to talk about these things, so now we must. Yes. Mm. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we don't. No, we yeah. often don't. Yeah, we often don't. If Has... I was to affect a man cad, yeah. uh, I would, hold, much like Greg, Greg Matthews was going to, um, ahead of his debut 100, I would hold a minute's silence um, for the death of the spirit of cricket. I like it. Mm. Uh, either that or some kind of tribute to cats, given when I first thought first heard the word man-cat as a um, small, small child. I thought it was man-cat. Yep. It was half man, half cat. Yeah. Were you, thought, were you confused with Empire, uh, umpire Venkat? All of those things were rushing around my head at, rushing. at, an, at an early stage. Yeah, thought, why is this You're dismissal, still forming brain that's at the right. age of 12. Why is this dismissal referencing a man and a cat? Yeah. Your frontal lobe layers to this yeah, form of dismissal that I've never experienced. He goes, I know this is a hypothetical question, but I can't even engage in it. Like, I would never I know. Yeah, affect a man It happened to you. Um, because, yes, it happened mm. to me. I know the pain one feels. I know the sheer injustice and indignity of it all. Mm. And, you know, I was there at the age of 13 on 70-odd against Sutherland in a rep game. Mm-hmm. I remember everything about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Speaking like this. You did well that game. Race call. Yeah, I'm, Johnny well that game. I'm Johnny Tapp. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, I'm Johnny Tapp. And I did get 70-odd. <laughs> I must always reference a 70-odd mm. every episode. It's contractual it's obligation. It's not <laughs> and, um, But I just remember that... 13-year-old captain being asked by the umpire whether yeah. he wished to proceed yep. uh, with the appeal. And I, the pubescent squeals of delight from the, mm. the opposition and um, you know the decision being upheld by a 75-year-old umpire who should have known better, should have had a moral code, didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I just remember all this, all this rushes through my brain, my poorly formed brain at the age of 34 mm. when you bring up Yes, yeah. the man cat on the weekend. Yeah. So I could just never do it. I can't even engage. I know it's a hypothetical, but I can't engage. He, he goes, I, I know we're going to go get into man cats yeah. down the track. Can I just ask one question of Dave, though, mm-hmm. which is, you know, on behalf of the um, alpha Twitterverse. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't you just stay in your cruise? Well, and I, I'm amazed how you were able to rotate your head 90 degrees <laughs> and still deliver that perfectly into the microphone. With one half of my mouth curled up. Yeah, unbelievably so. 
Um, eyebrows stayed completely uh, straight and fixed, though. No, I, I mean, I don't really um, believe uh, in that. I, I think it's just... I don't believe in climate change. Yeah. We're all coming off a long run with Mancat today, I think. I, I know that you should stay in your crease mm. and all that, but you're, how, how many things can you do as a batsman? How do you stay? I mean, we're so conditioned to walk in with the bowler. We've been doing that for years. And then suddenly there's this, mm. and there's so much gray area around the man cat still, mm. even though mm. it is a legitimately mm. recognized mm. form of dismissal. Mm. Why is there still gray area? So I know you Because it makes us feel fucking angry. You, yeah. guys, <laughs> you yeah. guys are desperate to know what I think, what, what my motives would be. It's actually one on the internet. It's like in, I don't know where it's from, but it, it's like the outfield mm. is Info desolate. Wars. <laughs> the, oh. the, the outfield is desolate. <laughs> Blokes are playing without shoes or something. And the man cat happens. Rabio. And the batsman, like, who is, who is out and non-strikers and smashes his bat on the ground, then, like, runs off the field. I, I think we've <laughs> yeah, I think, I think said that, that before. But, like, the way the bowler does it there is the way that I imagine it. It's that, like, the batsman's <laughs> so far down the crease yeah. that I can look into his eyes mm. and, I'm, and I can say, this is about That should to be one of the decision-making parameters. I smash the, the stumps with my arm mm. and mm. ball at the same time so it's out. And I just fucking look him the whole time and I smash yeah. uh, that, That'd be a satisfying way and then tell him to fuck off. So maybe the man cat cool. should be fine, but you're allowed to exercise your complete anger and mm. rage, mm. And, and and with no repercussion, no mm-hmm. fines, no mm-hmm. suspensions. Mm. That's I, I can understand a world where that where that happens. Can we? Do, we should just get into it now. We're, we're doing it now. We're doing the conversation All now. Right. We're doing the we're doing it now. Okay. Um, I had. You're a referring to the Afghanistan, I'm, Pakistan. I think everyone's seen it. Afghanistan, Pakistan, the 19th World yeah. Cup. It's come uh, up right. again. The 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 uh, the Afghan bowler left arm wrist spinner I think mm, he is very wristy, very round arm Pretend, almost almost sells it almost sells the dummy pretending to bowl Pakistan batsman when the stumps are dislodged the bowls are dislodged he's about maybe a centimeter out of his mm. crease um, and then it's not referred the the umpire doesn't say to the to the captain do you want to uphold the appeal just goes upstairs checks the third umpire he's out and then that's it no there's nothing mm. nothing gentlemanly about that. I think the problem with it is is that the rule needs to exist because otherwise, you, as a batsman, you literally could be halfway down the wicket. Mm. The law needs to exist. The law, the law needs to exist. Sorry, rules, I, said, yeah. I said it was foolish for me. Yeah. Embarrassing. <laughs> you've made a mistake. I've made a mistake. Be I'll be punished accordingly, yeah. yeah. That's right. Anything yeah. you've done well to this point is now forgotten <laughs> disproportionately <laughs> yeah. in relation yeah. to the mistake. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's, does, there's uh, a sorry, lot of questions. Does everyone in the room... Is, is everyone in the room anti... Mancat? Well, or Mancat? There, it's it, Mancat, I believe, is the correct Man-cat. term. Let's call it what it was originally known yeah. by. <laughs> to, you, <laughs> yeah. to you when you were six. Uh, I reckon a lot of people are still doing it. Um, still doing it. Yeah. it. When your frontal lobe was pushing into your head. Yeah. Why are they calling this Mancat? Um, <laughs> it's like saying nothing. Uh, there's Same a few Chris. questions with the Mancat, right? So I don't think anybody... Let, let's get the like, parameters right. I don't think anybody disputes that that is the law. The mm. law says... That if you're out of your ground and you take the stumps, you are run out. Yeah. That's out, right? Um, what I find interesting is like the amount of people who have since come out online in this kind of like, um, you know, what are they, what, what do they call it? Like key, sort of keyboard warrior alpha way, saying simply don't don't leave your crease. I think, oh, that's interesting. You know, that there's no yeah. argument otherwise. They can't understand why mm. there would be this question of the spirit of cricket. So spirit of cricket is this, like, you know, cuckery yeah. um, to be discussed. <laughs> there's yeah. nothing less alpha than having a cricket debate online, by the way. Exactly, exactly. It's reverse cuckery. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, anyway, to those people, and many of whom comment on the game professionally a lot, I would say if you take mm-hmm. man-cad so, as, as a legitimate form of dismissal in line with mm-hmm. bowling someone mm-hmm. yeah. or getting somebody caught behind, mm-hmm. why do we not train for man cads mm-hmm. the way that you would bowling someone a court behind why is Interesting. it 
Why haven't we poured over footage of Steve Smith's 900 odd mm. runs and gone, where were the man cad chances missed? Yeah, yeah, half chance there. Why don't we? T- yeah, him. that's right. Yeah. You know, it's just a run out chance gone begging. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we start every over with a man cad chance? Go, okay, well, I'm just warning you, just stay in your crease. It's yeah. a legitimate opportunity. Yeah. You know, why don't we turn up to training at 4 p.m. Mm. on a Tuesday and go, well, before I do my nets, we're doing man cad stuff, mm. identification of man cad, execution of man cad. How do you get it done? I mean, yeah. this, this is the extension of it being a legitimate yep. dismissal, right? But obviously, people inherently understand. You know, at, at their court, their emotional court, their moral court, the spirit of cricket court, dare yeah. I say, that, yeah. you know, wickets should probably, and I say probably, probably come as a result of the ball being delivered out yeah. of the hand, right? Yeah. Now, it's not the law. Yeah. But I'm we're never going to be able to have this conversation, especially online, because mm. on Twitter, oh, it's, no, it's, it's it a completely done. binary conversation. Ab- and then when someone challenges no your thoughts, they just leave the conversation. They absolutely. just never reply to the last tweet. But, but there is a reason why I think that you've got this week guys like, and dare I say, Mark Waugh. Jimmy Anderson, Jimmy Neesham, all of whom saying, I probably wouldn't do it. I, I instinctively don't really rate it. Mm-hmm. And that's me paraphrasing mm-hmm. what they're saying. Like, it is an infringement to go out of your crease, right? It's an infringement to bowl a no ball. And no ball isn't penalised with being dismissed from the game. Mm. I'd like to know a country-by-country country breakdown of, I guess, sentiment towards man-cat. Yes. Man-cats. Yeah, man-cats. Yeah. man-cats. by the right yeah. Men who are cats. Mm. Um, <laughs> And to Nothing offend to one, perhaps you are. Yeah. yeah. It's like an ancient Greek animal, like mm. a mm. centaur. Mm. Yeah. It's like it's like how cows are like sacred in India, mm. for instance. Mm. Yeah. Is the mad cat but I think in Australia, Africa, it would be... Because we love laws in Australia. Yeah. We're, we're nothing without laws mm. and we enforce them yeah. at all times and costs. Yeah. Mm. We're a Commonwealth country. Yeah. Mm. Um, I just like with the Afghanistan one, is it like the batsman... If the ball had been delivered, he was probably in his crease. Yeah. But it's just like... And the fakery of it. Uh, but then, like, what... The, I mean, this is the whole basis of the, of the opening question. Just, like, the celebration. The uh, bowler fucking wheeled away. Mm. And then, like, he wheeled away to yeah. the leg side. And mm. then people, like, jumping over the pitch from the yeah. offside to get to him. Just like, yeah. you! It yeah. was... Fucking it's, guilty! It's, we got him, boys! The problem we have is it's inversely proportional <laughs> to the skill execution of the act. <laughs> and it's really... Yeah. Like, and this is a bad duality of life as well. Because, like... Were I to, like a like person, I'm sure you'd feel the same way. Were you actually on the field while that happened? That'd actually be a horrific thing to experience. Oh. However, oh. through the prism of a screen, uh, you know, you can get behind all sorts of internet phenomena that is actually horrific in real life you know, yeah. and be perfectly dissociated from it mm-hmm. um, and lack core empathy skills, um, aka be a sociopath. Yep. Uh, so in conclusion, it was really funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When I saw it, I it was wrong but funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because it didn't happen to you. Yeah. All right, um, we'll, we'll get back to the under 19s World Cup in a moment's time. Let's get into the big bash. So, um, the Melbourne Stars. Um, we're, we're talking. We're talking about uh, gas lighting from gas. Gas trucking. Gas lighting. Like, I, I know what this thing means. Gas yeah. trucking. It was it's a gas truck. Gas lighting. Yeah, yeah gas. Lighting. That's married at first sight stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Um, but uh, the six. Uh, so the the Stars last year completely. Choked, completely mm. fucked it. This mm. year, having a wonderful run. Yeah, they only lost four games. Well, they lost four games then because they got they lost three in a row. Then they lost four in yeah. a row. Well, once Harris Ralph left, exactly right. And now, uh, and now they've they've lost the final. Uh, they lost the playoff final, whatever it was called, the qualifier. So it was called the qualifier, mm. yeah. the eliminator. I got weird now. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, wants so, to be the fucking NBA. So yeah. the, the, the stars rem- remain the story of because mm. you look at that team. It's a good team. It's a good team. They should win. Yeah, but it sort of feels like they've got four players now. Mm-hmm. Stoinis, Maxwell, Ralph, and Zampa, yeah. and the rest is, it's starting to look very thin. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I did a piece early this week on it and got some uh, you know background sourcing. And one player, like who knows the BBL quite well, said to me, I said to them, you know, look with the Sixers, is it a case of you know them playing Sixers? Is it a case of sort of seeing maybe seeing a few Test players, a few high profile players, and going, mm, you know, I'm not sure about this. And he goes, and he just goes, nah. With the Stars, it's just gas truck. 
it's just gas truck. And he went on to say... You can quote me on that. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say that. I did, though. But um, uh, anonymously. But then, yeah, and it was also... look. There was sort of this sense that, like, once this... You know, the stars are great once they get in front. You know, they, they, they bowl first. Adam Zampa kind of controls the run rate, then they control the chase. But, you know, once they have to get their hands dirty, as this player said, they shit themselves. And it's just funny, I guess. Isn't every T20 whoever gets in front wins? So, like, so yeah, rarely, it's, it's very rarely seesaws, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, 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 exactly. Just a team who does well at the beginning yeah. who's going to win the game. Win that early exchange. Win the ruck. Mm. Yeah, and it never does a bit early in T20s. Mm. Good point. I'm telling you, I said the same thing last week. I want spinning wickets, spinning T20 wickets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've I've struggled to keep my attention on the Big Bash because it has just gone tennis. for a very long time. Mm. I've been watching the Australian Open a lot. Oh, curious fault. The crowds are curious fault. Mm. But and Barbie. <sighs> I mean, I said the Big Bash just wants to be the NBA. And, mm. You know, I, I love the NBA. Yeah. And, and while we're there, shout out to Kobe Bryant, RIP, uh, the Mumba. But it's not like the NBA in the good sense. It's it's like the NBA in the way that it goes for ages. Uh, it's not, you know, games are seemingly on every single night. There's no structure. I can't structure my life around mm. it. Sometimes good players are playing and then sometimes they're overseas playing in an international mm. competition. Mm. And the only thing that matters is the last two minutes of the game. That's the same in NBA as it mm. is in the Big Bash, as you mm. say. So, I mean, fuck me. I'm struggling. I'm, I'm struggling. The finals are on this week, aren't they? Mm. Except the last two minutes of the NBA actually goes the length of a Big Bash game, ironically. Yeah. But yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Like, how can you have a six-week tournament that um, the, the squads change every three weeks? Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's really strange. I, I, I sort of understand why the length of the tournament is the way it is because, like, the Cricket Australia want those... They want the last round of matches so every team is playing on that Australia Day long weekend mm. th- at the end of January that's what yeah, they want that's all they're trying to get to there. they're trying to get to and then they have the finals after that but the problem is it coincides with the tennis yeah and that like a, and if an Australian player does well which these days is rarely happening but when it does yeah. happen it's yeah. engaging and you lose a whole lot of viewers so it's mm. kind of distracting um, and also married at first sight and my kitchen rules are coming on that's also a big competitor and you know that I'm knowing that as the finals are approaching I'm like oh fuck I can't yeah. wait for to get into this stuff Love Island what's happening with that yeah. The Bachelor it's around yeah. the corner people are tuning in Daily Mail articles <laughs> is there something happening in Melbourne sport at the moment you know like uh, mm-hmm. I mean Shane Warne made the comment that the stars have lost what is it you know 79 finals that's or right. whatever yep. bad culture mm. failing to mention as has been widely reported that he was captain for three of those seasons <laughs> only 13,000 people turned up to that final as well mm. the MCG you know the home of cricket I was in Melbourne at the time it was 18,000 degrees and yeah. then pissed down and yeah. then went mm. to just a mere 35 degrees with yeah. a blowing a gale but yeah. even like so night. Yeah. Yeah, if best it was city footy, in the world though if it was footy, yeah yeah that, that's right so and you know now we're looking at potential all Sydney final you know perhaps the balance of sporting power briefly heading back to Sydney and then I just see that there's 80% chance of rain there so nothing should be frightens good. Melbourne based administrators and the prospect of an all Sydney final does mm. it mm. nothing with the, with we saw that in the AFL you know a few years ago Swans Giants that would have just destroyed oh, yeah. Melbourne yeah. Mm. they would have imploded with mm. like how did, hot, with, um, with how hot it's been no one's really reporting this, but I'd imagine the the time trials for the AFL guys for pre-seasons actually would probably be a little bit down. Blowing so out a bit, yeah. 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 So that's disappointing. Two Ks is well, just a little warm-up, isn't it? Why are they going on about it so much? <laughs> what about the Sydney Thunder? They come from... Yeah. Where they finished fourth? Sydney Thunder? Yeah. Sydney Thunder? Yeah, yeah, the Sydney, Thunder. Sydney Thunder, <laughs> Sydney Thunder finished fourth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so well... Talk now. Uh, They've got players who are getting hot at yeah. the moment. You know, like, like it's all about T Twenty yeah. cricket. It's all about who's getting hot. Six. Alex Alex Hales is getting hot, and oh, Kawaja yeah. mm. is starting to look good. And I just want to put a contention out there. Getting hot is in like heating up. 
He's yeah, heating yeah, up. Yeah, like, we're talking about the NBA. He's got the hot hand. He's, he's, he's heating up. And like, you know, uh, there are a few things more frightening to the opposition, to any opposition, than Usman Khawaja looking good mm-hmm. and fancying it. Mm-hmm. And I put that out there. You know, it's like, it's like a player in club cricket who mm. comes out and he just looks fucking good and you think, mm. he's going to hit a chanceless 128 today, like with ease. <laughs> that's that's, that's Kohaja. There are yeah. very few things more frightening than mm. that, I would say. Um, Brexit, also, coronavirus, Kohaja looking good. Also, Sam's is um, like leading wickets by miles. Yeah. Like, it's, it's amazing. Like for a guy who's sort of fringe. Most in history? Most in history. And Most in history. Guy, so, so like Daniel Sam's is like a new breed of T20 player who, who looks like a classic T20 player who's got all the tricks and whatever, but it's he's sort been of... created a, in a laboratory. Anti, yeah, it's, but it's anti-Australian. You know, he's, right. he's, not, he's not 140s, chests, you know, etc. with the way he bowls. Perhaps we ask Good Andrew McDonald today whether he'll select Daniel Sam's as an exclusive for the T20 World Cup. At World the Cup. same time, he's blonde and white, so... Hey, under-19 World Cup. Speaking of that. A uh, mm. bit going on there. Speaking of that. <laughs> Speaking well, of that. Well, no, I'm getting there. Under-19s World Cup. Uh, Instagram, co- Instagram mm. comments. Yeah. Um, the 19s are running red hot with some uh, just some casual mm. racism on the yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Um, on top of that, they had like... Their, the match against India was just littered with just fucking heaps of weird, passive-aggressive, like 90s Australian shit. Yeah. Uh, running down the wicket, like elbowing the bowler. Oh, bit yeah. going on. Bit yeah. going on. Yeah, a bit about it. This this is the week of um, Fraser McGurkos have been bitten by a monkey. Yeah. Well, uh, I thought that was the headline. biggest story this week. Yeah. <laughs> well, we should have opened <laughs> with that. Yeah. I didn't have anything to relate it to, though. <laughs> it's never happened. Yeah. Isn't that life. how AIDS started? Yes. Yeah. By getting bitten by a monkey? I read, actually, that monkey yeah, bites sex with are the... Um, yeah, sex with or organs in an enclosure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, monkey bites are the second most common form of animal bite in India to dog bites. So it's actually a pretty common oh, right. occurrence in India. Right. I don't know they're how in South Africa. or why. Okay. Oh, they're in South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they were playing yeah. India. But they were yeah. playing <laughs> India. Wise crossed, poorly yeah. formed brain. Yeah. Lobotomy. <laughs> Mad cat. What was he doing to the monkey? I don't know. He, did, he just said like, Has there been any he, he sort of said really like um, blithely, you know, in the quote, like, oh, obviously I just got a little bit close and, you know, <laughs> and, and now I've got a scratch on my face and I have to go home. I want to know more about what the context of the Full monkey interaction story, was. Yeah. yeah. Well, just on that, yeah, I mean, there's that. And then he got, you know, as I say, barbecued in a t- horrific run out the following day. And then he has to go home. <laughs> a bride. Then, then we've got this, uh, a this Instagram fiasco. Yeah. I, I was disappointed in the Instagram fiasco, both for the overt casual racism in yeah. public, um, and secondly because, and not connected to it, but all of the players seem to have their profile pics from the Aussie under nineteen as official shots. Yeah. There was, the, the, you know, we return, you know, same jokes, same sorts of shots. Mm. Are we returning the sort of homogenous Australian cricketer that mm. we've tried to get away from? You know, mm. TGC is all about get rarer. It's Zampa. It's don't get complacent, get rarer. Why are these 19s players being the same? Why are they samey? Mm. They are. They are very homogenous, mm. but these are. This is also the future of Australian cricket we're talking about That's here. Right. Under nineteen, it's concerning. Some of them are minors. I mean, we have to be tread carefully here and how we talk mm. about them because they we are do. the future of Australian cricket. And mm. you know, there have been times where great players who are now recognised as some of the greats, like Ponting. I mean, he mm. got into some strife mm. as a youngster. Mm. David Warner and Aaron Finch, they got kicked out of the CA Academy for having a messy room mm. at one stage. These guys have gone on. Mm. I mean, Rodney Hogg went on a rebel tour of South Africa. Mm. Now he's making bulk cash in corpies. I reckon. Hoggy, yeah. I reckon Ponting's, Ponting's era was the right kind of era yeah. that we like. It was a fight in the. We bar. could relate That's to right. it. That's Kings right. Cross right. 90s Kings Cross bar, bar fight. Yeah. Shane Warne's larrikinism <clears throat> yeah. was the right kind of. Yeah. It was the right kind of dickhead because he was a larrikin yeah. who did well. Leighton Hewitt, mm-hmm. you know, right kind of dickhead because mm-hmm. he did well. Mm-hmm. Kyrgios, Kyrgios, 
you know, wrong kind of dickheaded room. Mm. Mark Warren and Shane Warren talking to a bookie. Right type of bookie interactions. <laughs> exactly. at, the, the right, at the right time. The right time. At the right time. Just wanted to know where the wicket was doing. Exactly. That's all it was. Yeah, that's yeah. All. Bomb <laughs> app wasn't there in those mm. days. Couldn't check it. That's all it was. Shane Warren, yeah. drug, you know, drug uh, failure, you know, yeah. test failure. Right yeah. kind of slimming pills. Yeah. Right kind of reason yeah. to take them. Blame mum told mom. me to. Blame your mum. <laughs> the mother's very important figure in an, a growing child, even though he was 28 at the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's some more examples of the right kind well, of Well, I'll tell you what the wrong, <laughs> the right kind of uh, indiscretion is, is Instagram comments. Yeah. That's fucking uh, wrong. Yeah. It's just stupid. Yeah. You know? Murphy's. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right, kind of interaction right. with a fan of the Wanderers. <laughs> ben Stokes, we like that. Yeah. More right of type it. of yeah, CCTV yeah. incident. McQuarrie, wrong kind of dismissal, wrong kind of watch on your wrist. <laughs> Let's talk about this for the entire show. Yeah. Ask TJC coming up next. No, um, women's Tri Series um, is is happening. There's three matches being played. There's one win for each side. Uh, England beat Australia in a Super over mm-hmm. the first game. Then India beat England. Uh, with one over to spare. Then Australia beat India yesterday down there in Canberra. This is all a warm-up to the um, the T20 World Cup. These are the three strongest teams. Oh, the West Indies are pretty strong as well. Um, but uh, I'm, uh, this is all sort of a prelude into the World Cup, as I was saying. Now, Australia are heavy favourites. Oh, yeah. Heavy favourites. I mean, they are the only professional team in in the game. So they should win. Mm-hmm. How important are these T20 warm-up matches? Well, they mean anything? I mean, well, they, Alex Perry did like, won the game for Australia yesterday, 149. Yeah. Well, uh, they had the right kind of lot, sorry. Um, they they, they lost against England and I had it on and I found myself becoming aggrieved at the prospect of them losing. Now, they nearly snatched victory from the jaws of defeat at the end, like uh, amazingly so, but um, but came up short. But I found myself getting aggrieved that they weren't winning because I have now been conditioned in, you know, to expect yeah. that an Australian national team wins. That's exactly the area I want to be in. That's mm-hmm. a natural state of affairs. Mm-hmm. And I actually think as much as I was angry and you know throwing things around the house, by myself at this loss, I think this is a wonderful sign for Australian women's cricket. It's just starting to condition some of the broader fans to expect wins that they can deliver wins. They've lost this game and now they're going to have to make up for it by, I believe, pummeling everybody until that final where Katy Perry will sing, Elise Perry will be chaired off, mm. uh, and we'll all, again, bask in their reflected glory and feel better about ourselves and our self-esteem as a nation. Edos, is anything acceptable other than a complete Australian demolition job in the World Cup? No, I don't think so. I mean, as as Pez rightfully said, we as a nation will bask in the reflected glory of their success, and that's our right as a nation. And if they lose, and they should be forced to hand their passports back at gunpoint because what? that's the only way that we'll get around this as effigies. a nation. I'd, I'd suggest effigies. 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 Yeah, not calling... enough effigies in Australian cricket. No. I haven't seen a good one lately. No. Mm. No good ones, yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah a few bad ones. No, no good ones. Mm. Um, just, just quickly before um, we move on with the show, but uh, New Zealand's... Uh, have been whitewashed uh, 5-0 in the T20 series over there in, uh, in New Zealand against India. Um, Ross Taylor actually played his 100th. He's the first New Zealand to ever play 100 T20 international matches. Um, they lost in a super over again, New Zealand, uh, which is remarkable. I mean, it's it's remarkable that it keeps happening to them. And they still haven't quite found a death bowler just yet. Um, obviously, happened to the World Cup. Then happened uh, in... They played, a, they played 
against England in a was that a one day series Pez, or a T20 series it was a one day series I think yeah. I had another super over yeah. and the scores are almost exactly the same and then England won that as well now like a couple months later another, another super over and they just, go, just can't mm. fucking win one mm. it's just poor old New Zealand but second best test team in the world to be fair so good luck to them um, one more thing before we move on with the show um, Will Pekowski played for Australia right, against the Lions at the moment um, he is going to miss the game on Tuesday tomorrow against the Lions because he suffered a concussion whilst taking a quick single in a game on the weekend. Um, this is his eighth concussion in his career, and he's 22. It's remarkable. Um, he's also obviously had some some well-publicised mental health issues and, and dropped out of squads and stuff. This is like... Um, it, it's getting it's honestly getting to the point where it's like, this is quite scary, and he has to probably evaluate the role of cricket in his life. Is that, mm. that harsh to say? Is that, is that reasonable to say? It's only for him to say it seemed like a freakish sure. kind of accident like he's, he's bat jammed into the ground yeah. or something it's not yeah. like he's putting himself into no. worse positions than others or yeah. anything like that but no. I've, you know I mean we're just you know as a nation just I mean he's obviously wisely deciding to just take his time with right. all the Australia stuff and whatever yeah. because he could probably have a 15 year career mm. yeah. uh, well he was so top. close to playing last yeah. summer when he got picked in that yeah. series against Sri Lanka and, and he's like, no, Justin Rainer was playing silly buggers or something he didn't mm. pick him in the first test mm. and then he did go home from the series for, mm. for mental health reasons. Mm. Imagine if he did play that first test in Sri Lanka, he'd a thousand runs on a road mm. like everyone did. Mm. Who well, knows? Curtis Patterson played that game because so he scored 200s in the against mm. Sri Lanka in the warm-up games and he got picked and he scored 100 in the test match so that worked out well. But then, yeah, yeah but Bukowski's the guy they want. Mm. Oh yeah, well, we, all, we all want him, don't we? we? I mean, him. we're just so ravenous for his wunderkind runs. I mean, we've already had oh, like Labuschagne come on. Labuschagne's not a wunderkind, he's 25, no. so he's kind of heading to the peak area runs. Smith is heading into veteran areas. Mm. So, you know, just, just at his peak, mm. getting old, right. he's, he's about to actualise. Wunderkind for balance. Yeah, and we want wunderkind runs now. We're ravenous for it. This is the missing piece of Australia's batting order and, and, and Pekofsky goes and knocks himself out again. I mean, really, it's selfish. When was the last wunderkind <laughs> runs that we had? Was um, Clark, Ponting, Ponting Clark, was the first. Yeah, Clark, Clark was Wunderkind. Yeah. Clark, yeah, I reckon. Hussey, Hussey came in, no, really. but he was old, old, yeah. not Wunderkind. No, but he had. I was thinking before, like who's come in hotter than Labuschagne? It's Hussey. Hussey was the same thing. Came in just like amazing form. Voges, but those weren't real runs. Well, Hussey was, was compensation runs. Hussey was I should have been picked eleven years ago, and now I must score the requisite <laughs> amount of runs to make up for the eleven years I lost. <laughs> compensation runs, yeah, not Wunderkind. I like runs. it. I like it. What a fucking weird segment one. Start with a man cat. End of yeah. compensation runs. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, huge show. Yeah. Jackson Bird's in the studio. Adam Linforth is also here. And Andrew McDonald's on the phone. Plus, hashtag ICJC. Power the machine with TGC's Nutri-Grade. With carbos for good energy, protein for your rig, and calcium for your dangerously high blood pressure. Nutri-Grade is rich in complex vitamins, so you'll never have to stress over your levers or bat speed again. An Ironman Sport needs an Ironman Cereal. Joining us for a second time on the Grade Cricketer, a very privileged... Um position i have to say um he's a man who's played uh, nine tests 34 taking 34 wickets he's got a five for 372 first class wickets at 24 uh 17 fifers five tenfers leading wicket taker in the sheffield shield heading into the big bash with 24 wickets uh at an average of 22 he's uh jackson bird jackson welcome to the great cricketer again g'day guys thanks very much for having me <laughs> Uh, yeah, we've already asked you, you know, what grade cricket means to you, so I'm not going to ask you again. But you know, can you just confirm that the big bash really is just about big cash? 
Uh, well, not for me. I usually spend all my money when I'm over here. So, um, no, it's it's a good um, chance for us Red Bull only players, really, just to have a bit of a holiday. So, um, yeah, I've been doing just that. Is there a bit of a division, a social division between Red Bull bowlers and White Bull bowlers? Do you, do you see yourself as crossing over or... Are you- you're a Red Bull man first, um, aren't you? Yeah, I'll be hanging on to the Red Bull for as long as I can because I probably wouldn't have a career if I didn't have that. Mm. So, um, yeah, no, the the good white ball bowlers, they usually drive the expensive cars and get paid a lot yeah. of money for playing the IPL and all that sort of stuff. But, um, you know, our shit kickers in the shield have to play shield all year. Because <laughs> it's also Not like quite some, as much. There's also some fringe of the grade players also in the in the setup. Are they just turning up in, like, you know, 1993, you know, Datsun? Uh, yeah. Just putting in the car park. Garbage bag <laughs> Still getting the L90 in from uh, L90 bus. <laughs> <laughs> L90. Like I did till I was about 23. So. <laughs> it's big double decker yellow buses yeah. these days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The B line is where you want to be on the B line. Yeah. Well, that, that really like throws. Um, I mean, because when we talk about grade cricket hierarchies, it's very like simple. You know, you have your state player who turns up in their state gear, etc., or taped yep. over lid in your first grade, and it's basically like a feudal, feudal system. We yep. talked about that at <laughs> nauseum. But when you get into big bashes, obviously it gets confused because you have these kind of younger guys who've achieved nothing with red ball cricket, driving better cars than guys who have achieved a lot in red <laughs> yeah. ball cricket as well. Uh, how does that play itself out in dress in the dressing room? Is it just, just general passive aggressiveness? Well, I wish I was born. You know, ten years earlier. Uh, ten years later, yeah. so I could be one ten of those years blokes. earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was a yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, nah, it's it's not too bad. Like, I'd, I'd love to see what it'd be like in India or something like that, and these blokes earning a million bucks a year. But yeah, it's pretty easy to um, knock the young blokes down a peg or two. So. And- What's interesting? Um, one thing that's interesting about you being here, Jackson, is that uh, we've been talking a lot of, and in fact, the ep- the name of this episode is. Um, Gas truck part two reference to your, <laughs> you know exactly what I mean yep. when I say that. Now you, you're you actually played yeah. in the final last year yep. in, the, in the famous gas truck final oh, yeah. for the Melbourne Stars. Now mm. you find yourself playing for Sydney. Yep. You know, is this phenomenon of the Melbourne Stars gas truck failing in the finals under pressure? The rare units of the Melbourne Stars not able to express themselves. Is it a real phenomenon? Did you smell that last year? Did you sense that those pheromones? <laughs> there are a lot of rare units at the Melbourne Stars, but. <laughs> I think they think they're rarer than what they actually are. Yes, so, go on. Um, Playing up so I don't, yeah, I don't It's know. a brand? Yeah, I think so. I think um, Ben Dunk especially, never been a rare bloke in his whole life. Yep, Went right. to the Melbourne Stars, now he wears berets and he wears all <laughs> Nick Maddinson's <laughs> clothes. And, which I'll give it to Matt. Matto's a rare unit. Like, mm. Great bloke, but... Um, yeah, Dunkey's not not quite. He's born in Townsville. How rare can you be if you're from Townsville? You know? so. How can you sniff a fake rare unit? Like, what is it about those kind of pretenders that you can kind of sense? Oh, it's hard to say, but I think if you know them from a young age and you know that, that they okay. weren't a rare unit mm. before, and then yeah. all of a sudden they just rock up mm-hmm. to training in a you know a corduroy shirt or something yeah. like that. Right. You know that he's so it's kind of like school. Funny haircut or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Someone yeah. turned up in year nine from year eight, maybe peroxide of their hair or something like that. Yeah, like, that's yeah, not yeah. you, no, brother. No, oh, no. I went to primary school with you. You're, you're, you ain't that. Yeah, got an earring or a nose ring or something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's the stars. Or as Maddo does, the bull, yeah. the yeah. bull ring now. Yeah. So. Like a Joy yeah. Division t-shirt. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Moans. Yeah. Yeah. Are we talking about specifically Jake Weatherold? Yeah. 
you know, is it a like? Do you think it's a factor with Melbourne? I mean, you're you're obviously um, obliged legally to now say something very benign about them <laughs> because you might be playing them again. But well, you know, it's definitely they do have the stigma around them. I was involved in that gas truck last year. It was well, looking back on it, it's absolutely extraordinary how that happened. Um, you're and actually then, not out. What yeah. is I, was, I was not what out. Is the yeah, gas, so. What's a gas truck? I've never heard it before except for last year. Now it's oh, you get they gas trucked it. Oh, actually, what? yeah. I don't know. It's just no one, one of those things. It's just a thing. It's yeah. not rhyming slang or anything. Yeah. No, I don't know. Gas don't truck. Know. Yeah. No, none of us here know. Yeah. Taking, yeah. We're talking about it. And I think the episode's titled "Gas yeah. Truck Part Two. Yeah. yeah. Taking yeah. the gas. Two, I don't know that. if that's got something Taking to do with gas. It. Okay. Yeah. Taking yeah. gas. Yeah. Laughing gas. Yeah. No idea. But <laughs> if you do know you the etymology, well, that's like <laughs> in a nutshell, you just say things you don't know what they it's mean. Like salad. What does salad mean here? If you say one thing in cricket dressing room with enough confidence, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, I know what that means." Yeah. Yeah. The tone and register of the. You don't want to be the bloke that doesn't know what it means when everyone else does. But speaking of the stars, I mean, you you left the stars, as we said. I hear that you wanted to stay at the Stars, but yep. unfortunately you weren't able to because they signed um, well, they second grader to Nile Dale Stain. Yeah, um, yep. who had a wonderful BBL. Dale Stain, what what a terrific oh, acquisition right. that was. I remember <laughs> you when he was here. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, what's it like um, at the Sixers? Can you compare the kind of experience being at the Sixers to the Stars? Um, yeah. Um, Obviously, yeah, tried to go back to the uh, Stars last year. Um, not enough room for me when you guys got guys coming back in like that. Um, How does that conversation play out, if I may ask? Um, something about your livelihood. Uh, <laughs> and private conversation. <laughs> private <laughs> round. <laughs> shifted on. It's off the record. Is it, is no, it a phone call? Because I, yeah. I assume that all these conversations, you know, from what I've read about Australian cricket, are always conducted by a phone call, and usually Trevor Holmes is involved. But was yeah. it a conversation over the phone or a sit-down? Well, it's usually through... It was through my manager, so um, I didn't really have... Much conversation with um, the stars. It was just right. sort of said, can, "Yeah, Jackson, can he get another contract?" And they said, "No." So that was it. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> said maybe in a month out from the Big Bash, we might be able to give you one. It was like, no, right, no but, but good relationship with Shippy at the Sixers. So he threw me a threw me a bone. So um, yeah, that was nice of him. Mm. So, yeah. Do you notice differences in like how Melbourne, as they say, goes about it, and Sydney? I mean, like we know, say we, we talk to Josh Philippi, uh, you know, he's from <laughs> WA. Yeah. He's like when we train in WA under JL when I was younger, it was just running laps around the Wacker, and it was yeah. forty-five degrees. And I come over here, and I basically have beers basically. with sock. He's <laughs> 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 playing really well. Yeah. Is, that, is it like how would you compare it with the Stars? Uh, it was pretty. I mean, off-field. Um, the Stars is really good. Melbourne's a great city and, and it's a great time of year to be around there when the Australian Open's on and all that sort of stuff. And Stephen Fleming was pretty flexible with um, training and all that sort of stuff. Um, but it, they're pretty similar. So, um, yeah, blokes obviously don't think they're as rare up here in, mm. um, in New South yeah. Wales. So, um, no, it's been, it's been good. But the schedule's been so hectic this year that we haven't really had that much time to... Mm. Um, you know, to go out or to do stuff because you're always sort of travelling, training, playing, mm. travelling, training, playing. So um, compared to last year where, you know, we had a fair bit fair bit of time to mm. to go to the tennis and do all that sort of stuff. Mm. So, um, yeah. it's it's a, I mean, it's a bit different, but it's it's not really so. You must have been so keen to get back onto the MCG Wicket as well, one of the great pitchers in Australia. <laughs> yeah, end of my um, test career, the MCG Wicket. <laughs> <laughs> as I think he goes as mentioned. No, you're well, all, I've forgotten as well that you actually debuted, your test debut was yep. in Sri Lanka, yep. 2011. 13. No, 2012. 11? 12. Um, against Sri Lanka. Yep. Great debut. Nicked off. No, you bowled Jay Wardner as well. I did, yeah. Uh, first week at Karuna Ratna. Yep. You bounced out Samawira. Yep. Telling him about all of his I watched wickets. it this morning, yeah. so it's just in my mind. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, thoughts? No. Yeah. Um, 
But then, yeah, it's a, and then last no this year, this year, Pez, it was rated as a very good wicket. Yes, very good wicket. But you played in 2017, and there was not a very good wicket. No, Alistair Cook hit three million. Yeah, he, I remember I was I opened the bowling, and he bowled. I bowled a sort of just a decent length ball to me, and he climbed into it and hit like smacked it to mid off or mid on, and I was like, oh shit, I'm in trouble here. <laughs> <laughs> I think I tried to bounce him next ball, and I got up about shin high, and I was like, I'm definitely in trouble. Here. Turns out I was. So. Do you still get that feeling as an international class bowler when someone just hits a ball really confidently and cleanly? You just like, yeah. fuck me. Yeah, yeah, you get it with uh, in T20 especially, like bowling to someone like Stoin, who yeah. you bowl your best ball, and then he hits you like 20 rows back. You're like, oh. Well, my off cutter's not going to work here. <laughs> <laughs> what, else, what else can I go to? You know what I mean? Because yeah. so. you obviously played the game this year against uh, St- Stormy at 147. Yeah. I got out reasonably unscathed during that game. I bowled to him when he was just bucking around and then yeah. bowled all my overs early. And <laughs> the folks had to bowl him at the death when he was on 100. So mm. unlucky. Are you not <laughs> <laughs> Uh, at the risk of a very juvenile question, like what's uh, what is it like having Steve Smith back into the Sydney Sixers? Like, is there any kind of bump in uh, in confidence that comes with that? I mean, the Sixers have travelled fairly well all year. The Stars have been the team to beat, and then all of a sudden you've got you're just looking around at Smith, Lyon, Hazelwood, etc. You, you probably you know you've got a home yeah. final. You're probably you're probably feeling like you should do it from here, shouldn't you? Yeah, look, we <laughs> are not going to. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to so, yeah, 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 we yeah, 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 no, as, as a presence. Well, he's got about 25 bats that he brings around everywhere with him, so he lays them all out. They've all got the koala sticker. Mm-hmm. Right. Does anybody so say anything about of... that? Like, like, is it taken on in a, in a grade way? It's like, mate, you got, do, you, do you have enough sticks? Or, yeah. and, or is it just like, just leave? Le- leave yeah, leave just reminding him. everyone how much money he made off the You're koala right. as well. <laughs> that sticker. <laughs> <laughs> it's about that big. No, he, um, nah, he, he's a pretty good bloke. Like, so he doesn't really... Um, he's not... Yeah, he doesn't come in and sort of try to dominate the change room when he comes in there. Um, well, what's he his just, game? Like, like, is he like an indoor cricket kind of guy in a, in a dressing room if it's raining? Be like, will he be the first to be? He couldn't um, sit still, shot. for sure. Yeah, he doesn't yeah, sit yeah. still. He more yeah. just sits, um, stands around with his bats, bats and practices and plays his own shots. And right. Is that against a mirror win. or just by uh, himself just by in a chair? Himself, is he naked like, when he does it? No, no. Is he ever <laughs> naked when he does it? Um, no, as much as he likes to keep his shirt on. I okay. so. But yeah. naked him. From the waist down, <laughs> with a shirt off. What level of skin is being shown? Um, probably quarter skin, I reckon. Shorts on, long pants, maybe shirt on. So, um, what about in the nets though? Like we've seen some cricket Australia videos where he's like Mitch Stark's bowling to him, and he's like talking through every delivery that he faces. Like yeah. counts the amount of runs that every yeah. ball is hit. Like is he doing that with you as well? Can't have a. You can't. You can't defend um, to him in the in the nets because right. he'll hit right. one and you'll go. Oh, that's gone to third man. No, no, four mate. Four. Yeah. Like, All right. Hit, hit one over mid off, and you're like, that's got to be close to being out. Nah, mate. Six, mm. Oh, four, six. Mm. Hit it just over him. <laughs> right, I <on>, know. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, oh, he's a freak, though. Yeah. Good player. I saw a piece yesterday saying that the, the Thunder and Pat Cummins haven't closed the door on him potentially playing. Yeah. And the, I think someone from the Thunder said, if he rings, we'll certainly answer the phone. 
Well, um, I, I love saw those him on. I saw, I saw him at the uh, Kunji Pav on Saturday night. And I can guarantee he's, he won't call. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be very, very shocked if he calls. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I think he was talking about coming to sit on our bench, actually, just yeah. for a bit of a power play for Turning next up year. with a case. Yeah. Does anyone in cricket go anywhere except the Quidditch pad? All I mean, like the last six people we've interviewed. Yeah, it's it's almost taken over cargo bus circuits sort of two thousand four, two thousand five. Yeah. Just just quickly on a personal note as well, you you missed round two of the BBL due to the birth of your first yep. um, child, yeah. Maxwell. Yes, young Maxwell. Yeah, not named uh, after Glenn. Okay, so. yeah, sorry. That was, that was the, I was going to say Norm Maxwell, the um, Kiwi breakaway from the nineties, but um, <laughs> uh, second roller. Uh, you know how how's this? Like like how is it playing? I can only admit, like it's so difficult playing cricket as an adult male with interests in life, even if yeah. you are professional. Like how do you play cricket with a young child who has obviously all sorts of like uh, you know their own sleep schedule, I guess. No, it's been pretty easy, really. Um, I haven't, haven't had to do much. I've been yeah. away for a lot of it. Right. Um, so the only thing I've had to sort of um, get past was the constant messaging from my fiancée, Scarlett, who's doing a great job, by the way. I'm sure she will listen right. to this. So, um, really? But yeah, just texting, <laughs> just texting me and telling me how hard it is. Oh, jeez, he's, he's blowing up again today. He's having a meltdown. Like It's hot. Actually, the age... the dogs in my life. What do you at want me to the do age about? of about four I'm months. I'm trying to hit the top of off. Because yeah. <laughs> at that, that age, they're sleeping twice a day usually. At, you know, yeah. So you could actually yeah. align it with the, the lunch break and the and drinks t- break and the tea break. <laughs> yeah. You could bring them. I could, yeah, potentially. But as you said, it's, it's yeah, one of the only interests I've had um, since I've started playing cricket. So it's good to have... I'm just getting my life cricket balance in order now, which yeah. is good. Mm-hmm. So I should have asked you this question at the top of the show. Um, but like... What, Last was last week, a couple of weeks ago. We had um, Bo Webster on and Clive Rose, but Bo slug. Webster obviously your your club, your club mate at King Rose Slug, and the whole episode was basically just saying Slug. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone calls you Squid. Squid. Where does that come from? Well, so my good mate and Lenny's good mate as well, Brendan McDonald, great mm. man from mm-hmm. um, Gordon and mm. um, Mossman Cricket mm. Club. Um, a great grade man. Yeah. yeah. Well, the funny s- man. funny story. State cricket as well, actually. Play second eleven. Play second eleven. Okay, yeah. yeah, he's got kit. So, he's got kit. He's got kit. Yeah. Oh, well, I played. Um, <laughs> I'd played grade cricket for a couple of years in Sydney, and I'd worked at Cargo Bar uh, oh, wow. for about three or four years. Really? Yeah. Drinkies? So were you like running glasses or yeah, security? Yeah, yeah, running glasses. So I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't throwing security. bikes out. So what I, grade you play? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, well, Licensee. Yeah. So I used to always see this bloke in there, and he was just blind every Saturday night, oh, as okay. every other grade cricketer in Sydney yeah. was, and it was BMAC. And then so I rocked up to a first grade game once, playing against Gordon. Yeah. And he's like, what are you doing here? And I said, what are you doing here? <laughs> so it turns out he played cricket. So then yeah. we became quite good friends. Um, Driving down to Tassie when we both moved to Tassie, yeah. and he just looked at me and said, "You look like a squid." And I said, oh, "Right, mate. <laughs> like, I'm not sure that'll stick." Yeah. And he said, "Well, it'll stick, mate." Okay, okay. So we got to training first day, and Tim Coyle, our coach, said, "Righto, boys. Who new blokes get up? Have you have you got a nickname?" And he just yells out, "Squid!" And then it stuck. So. <laughs> was that like? Was that <laughs> like my mum? So young. My mum hates it as well because every 
when I was first sort of coming through with Tassie, every sort of article was Jackson Bird, aka right. the big squid, or known as the squid, or yeah, whatever. The sun looks like a squid. Yeah. Thanks, B Mac. Bestowing a disliked nickname upon someone. We talk about alpha power players all the time. It's a classic. I didn't. I think you recognise each other from cargo and cricket. It's like saying a school teacher outside a squid. What are you doing here? That's actually like seeing an umpire when you see an umpire outside. Well, when you go to a jail. Yeah. Right. That's. Exactly the same. You see the umpire at the pub or the shops. Um, just final one uh, from me anyway. That's uh, obviously you spent a lot of lot of your time down in Tassie these days, and uh, yep. you play with George Bailey, yep. um, who's obviously just played his last game at uh, the Bloodstone Arena uh, for the Hobart Hurricanes. He'd be a huge loss for Australian cricket, even though he's like staying within. You know, he's a selector now, but huge loss for you guys as well. But cricket Australia in general. Yeah, absolutely. George is he's a great human being. Really, yeah. I'm sure you guys would agree. Um, there's not, not not too many people in world cricket that don't like Bale. So. Yeah, we obviously miss we'll miss him as a as a player and a leader and stuff like that. But yeah, you can't replace guys like that in the change room. So yeah. um, I'm sure he'll be you know hanging around. I'm not sure which of the other selectors will want to come down and watch Shield cricket in Tassie. So I think he'll be doing <laughs> most of those games in the future. So yeah, hopefully um, you know I might get a game with him as a selector. So <laughs> you never know. They reach that relationship. Well, it's pretty yeah. funny actually. Just thinking like the the guys who've done really well in Shield cricket in the last sort of well, decade. Like Copes has got the most wickets in the decade in Shield cricket. So it's Copeland's, Chad Sayers, yourself, they're like quite the antithesis to the, the mm. velocity of the Australian pace attack. It's, it's, it's strange, isn't it, how like in Shield Creek you guys do so well, but then the, what the Australian team wants seems to be Pattinson, for instance. Mm. Yeah. Velocity. Yeah, I mean, those guys, those four bowlers are the best. They're good, yeah. Yeah, they're really good. So, And I think you need you do need airspeed to a certain extent in, um, in test cricket on some of the flatter wickets. Yeah. But I think, you know, those guys are like Copes and... Chad and all those and Joe Many and those guys yeah. they're good because they work out how to get wickets on any type of wickets yeah. you know? so I think sort of cancelling them out because they can't bowl on flat wickets I'm not sure about that so yeah. and how would you know until they actually have a go as well so yeah. Yeah. it's sort of it's a hard one but yeah. it doesn't frighten people so you know it's not as marketable mm. yeah well yeah, maybe. So Doesn't I'm, provoke I, I a visceral reaction in the viewer. Yeah, I suppose yeah. the viewers would probably... They do want to watch the boys. You want to see really the speed gun and, and you want to see high numbers on the well, speedometer. Well, the, speed guns, the speed guns are wrong anyway because I yeah. bowled one that was 144Ks in BBL this year and I don't reckon I've bowled <laughs> really? that quick ever. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when Stark bowled that uh, 160K and bowled to Ross Taylor. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. guy in the... Under-19s World Cup bowled one that was 175 k. <laughs> <laughs> he's quick, though. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, he's fucking quick. He's yeah. rapid, yeah. And he's 16. Yeah. 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 Oh, ordinarily, we'd sort of sign off now, but um, we'd, we'd actually ask if you'd uh, hang around, A, to um, to speak with the CEO of Budgie Smuggler, who I believe is a, a compadre of yours, and, and B, to help answer questions from our uh, from Ask TGC. Would you, would you hang around? Yep, absolutely. All right, beautiful. It's Queensgrove Sports' massive birthday sale. All brands reduced to clear. Kookaburra, Grey Nichols, New Balance, GM and more. Everything's priced to make you think it's actually worth it. Needn't you stick to kid yourself that you'll actually average above 11 this season? Don't waste your money on actual therapy. Try retail therapy instead. We've got last year's stock with this year's stickers. And double the price. We've got the brands of yesteryear too. Remember MRF? Brian Lara used one. So that must mean you're good enough to use it too. Two.
Flintoff and KP used a woodworm. I'm pretty sure they went into receivership, so we're basically giving them away. Remember when Albion sponsored Chris Martin, the worst batsman of all time? I have no idea how these bizarre alien pads didn't sell out. We've got them! What about those weird Indian brands that look like railway sleepers, weigh the same and have absolutely no middle? We've got you covered. We even sell bats with no stickers on them, so it looks like you're trying to get sponsored, even though you're in fifth grade. So rush into Queensgrove's Sports today and make this season your last. All right, fellas, we actually uh, landed this interview very, very late doors uh, and not surprising because the guy we're about to speak with uh, has been extremely busy. He's now in the upper echelons of Australian cricket so as a result uh, you're just lucky to get any response from anyone uh, at that level but he has been very good to make himself available to speak with us. It is a you know a, a coach on the rise one of the rare extremely intelligent coaches in Australian cricket. I'm talking about Andrew Ronnie McDonald. Uh, Ronnie if I can call you that welcome to the great cricketer. Uh, great to be on. <laughs> said with passion <laughs> because it's your first time on the show we'll, we'll start the same way we always do can you tell us what uh, you know what grade cricket means to you oh, it's where it all begins isn't it it's it's the heartbeat of, of cricket it's um, the production line it's it's everything it means everything to me uh, it's where I started um, and it's it's where you end up finishing as well so it's the start and the end <laughs> start at the end, yeah. Cradle to I can grave. relate to that. It was the start and the end. There was nothing in between that yeah. for me. It was start and end. Um, can you give us? I mean, your your coaching star is just um, on the rise so much. I mean, so much so that uh, you know your your playing career will sort of um, at the moment just be sitting underneath what you're doing in the coaching ranks. But can you give us a brief outline of where you started with grade cricket? Maybe what uh, the, the the tone of play was when you when you were there. Yeah, oh, well, it's a lot different to the landscape now. There's, I mean, there's so many leagues and, and different opportunities for players, and it's very rare that, you, I suppose, your top-line players get the opportunity to play great cricket. But when I first started in 1999, uh, North Melbourne Cricket Club is where I started my career moving down from the country. Um, it was a different landscape. The state players and international players were regularly available. Um, and, yeah, it just it was, it was took on a totally different, um, I suppose, meaning to what it does today. It's, it, you know, when players uh, at the Australian level play, it's, you know, it's every now and then. And I think some players haven't played for several years, which uh, is a shame. But, unfortunately, that's that's the way it is. And uh, I suppose the opportunities for players uh, elsewhere far outweigh, um, I suppose, great cricket at this point in time. And just maybe like to provide a bit of um, contrast from then to now. Like, could you maybe just illustrate to us? You've just come into the Australian assistant coaching role. I mean, what is your uh, like? What's your style as a coach? What you know? What what do you bring in that's probably a bit different from perhaps some of the other coaches going around the traps? Oh, I don't know because I haven't studied too many other coaches. It's not something that you regularly do. You sort of you, you work and operate in your own environment. So I suppose my key sort of philosophy with things is to, to connect with the player first and foremost if you connect with the player and you understand who you're working with and everyone's different then you've got an opportunity to potentially uh, value add to their game but um, if you don't make that initial connection then yeah, you, you, you probably render useless to that player so uh, that's as simple as it. I keep it if I can connect with them uh, I get to know them understand how they move how they play um, and that takes time as well I think some coaches rush in to, to give advice uh, mine is if I don't have anything to say at that point in time don't say anything and until you really get to know and understand that player because that initial um intervention uh, or your first intervention with that player you've got to create trust in that and if you get that wrong then it's a long way back 
You obviously uh, looking after the Renegades last season, got into the title. Uh, obviously, this year not not associated with him with the, now with the Aussie team. I mean, how satisfying is it for you to watch the Renegades now only win four games and be bottom of the table? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually quite frustrating because I've gone into fan mode, so I'm sure that on the inside that they sort of know what they're doing, but on the outside, I've sort of scratched my head in a few things. But uh, um, yeah, it's, it's it, I've gone into full fan mode, so I think we shouldn't talk what about things? the Renegades. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> my son, my son's written the ups and downs, and he can't understand why we're not winning this year. So it's. Uh, it, it's yeah, it's burdened the household this year, so I hope Maxi Clinton can put a few more wins on the board next year for us. When your son asks why they're not winning as much, I mean, how tempting is it just to say out the side of your mouth, well, you know, Dad's not coaching. Anymore, so. <laughs> oh, I, I say it all the time. <laughs> nah, that's not, that's not serious. I try to take him through the fact that he's follows John Football Club as well, and he, he hasn't had a team that's uh, ridden at the bottom uh, for any period of time, and I'm a current Football Club fan, so... Um, yeah, I'm sort of used to it, but uh, he can't get his head around it. So it's all about learning for young kids. Ah, hmm. uh, I'll, I'll jump in here. Uh, so you're about to, I guess, head over to the IPL. Um, and you've, you've been there before. You've, you've been the bowling coach for the Bangalore uh, Challengers, I believe. And now you're the head coach of the Rajasthan Royals. What's the difference between the Big Bash and the IPL? Um, is it just a huge massive spectacle is it what we you know what we see is just you know we just see cheerleaders and r&b music from afar when we're watching it on foxtel but what, what is the experience like being there on the ground in the ipl oh it's it's fantastic it's like nothing else i mean the fans it's a you know it's well documented it's pretty much a religion but i mean my second run down the mountain uh, in terms of coaching the ipl hopefully it's a little more successful than my last but it's halfway through my uh, contract um, so I'm hoping that the Rajasthan contract lasts a little bit longer than uh, the previous attempt at coaching the IPL. But a fantastic competition, um, you know, the world's best players. It's got its own window and opportunity, so the quality of cricket is like no other as well. So I think in terms of cricket and entertainment and then the fans, um, it's a great mix. Just one's a little bit different here as well, and just to let the viewers know, um, Jackson Bird's actually sitting in the studio with us. In no, there's no stitch up. Everyone knows what's going on here. But I mean, a question for you, Birdie, about Ronnie. Uh, so, um, as as we've just mentioned, you know, the Renegades went from winning the title last year with him as coach to barely winning a game this year. The Victorian side won the last five shields or what, whatever it is, and can barely win a game this year. You know, how much of that do you put down to uh, Andrew McDonald's coaching? You know, well, as a player for Tassie, it seems to be the difference, doesn't it? Mm. <laughs> you got a good a good gig now, being able to do the IPL and the hundred and, and still yeah. coach Australia as well. Yeah, um, yeah if you need a um, pretty ordinary opening bowler for any IPL teams or bowl <laughs> a few up front, maybe. Uh, just let me know. I'll give you my I'll let you know. Front, maybe. <laughs> well, you haven't thought about it. Maybe I yeah, bat a bit as well. About six. Can well, bat, over yeah. seven, nine, eleven, and thirteen. <laughs> the, the one man that starts the furthest outside leg stump than any other batter in history. It's, it's phenomenal. Yeah, I, actually, get back in line with the stumps. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I, I've got no idea why I do it. So yeah. da- Damien Wright actually taught me my techers, but. Yeah. Yeah, he went the other way. He was backing outside league stuff. Oh, we're doing technique talk here. We're talking about batting. Yeah, batting, yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Um, Ronnie, can you give us an insight into the, your experience taking or helming the Australian team over in India? Uh, you know, what are the differences between, say, coaching at the Renegades level or Victoria level or whatever to doing the national side and maybe just an insight into, you know, the, the dressing room hierarchy, of course? Uh, off the field. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a lot bigger operation. I didn't realise that you mm. could uh, have an operation uh, so big. It's um, you know, there's a lot of obviously support staff. There's a few differences in terms of the investment in a team. 
Um, but ultimately, you know, at the end of the day, it still is a cricket team and, and runs pretty similar to, to most cricket teams. You know, you've got selectors, you've got a coach, you've got a captain, um, and you've got, you know, the players underneath that. So um, it was a phenomenal experience um, to do a, a series in India um, a, against, you know, the world's best team. Um, you know, at three main venues over in India was, you know, was was a great experience. Uh, albeit we couldn't get the job done, but um, that side, as we've seen, that I think have just wiped New Zealand five 0 as well. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to go down as one of the, the best sort of white ball sides. Um, you know, and we're going to have our work cut out heading into the T20 World Cup. If we're going to win it, then we've got to unlock the, the secret of uh, getting Kohli and, and Sharma out first of all before we get to the rest of them, which is a pretty strong middle order. So, um, but but yeah, great experience. Um, you know, the players were were great um, and really happy to hand it back to JL. Uh, there's a lot of pressure in that job. <laughs> a lot of pressure on this bloke now. Well, if you ever want to come on the Great Cricketer podcast again, you're very welcome because that baritone voice, so I could just listen to it for days. Yeah. And I'm sorry to objectify you <laughs> in that funny. way, but it's, it's, a, it's a, it a compliment. Um, Andrew McDonald, thanks very much for joining us. No, thanks for having us, guys. All right, well... Um, Devout listeners of the grade cricketer will um, no doubt be aware that it's at this moment in time we tend to give a wonderful, a wonderfully considered shout out to Budgie Smuggler with highly prepared, scripted, integrated advertising in homage to the company, the Australian company that helps keep the lights on at the grade cricketer. Not that we have an actual office, it's a figure of speech. Um, but rather than make something else up today around how good Budgie Smuggler is, we thought we'd actually just invite in the man who runs it himself, you know, entrepreneur king, <laughs> London-based, <laughs> at one stage, Cleo Bachelor of the Year nominee. Oh, that's that's ancient, but fucking, I feel like I'm up for a bit of a stitch-up this afternoon. <laughs> somehow, that's a, Adam, in the first 30 seconds. Ad, Adam Linforth is in the studio here. Um, I guess the first question, Lenny, is um, if you could perhaps just on air evaluate our advertising over the course of the year and the, the uptick, the no, no doubt the uptick in... Budgie Smuggler's uh, brand awareness and sales. Yeah. So we've initiated this performance review mm. and it's live on air. <laughs> yeah. So if you could please be specific. Yeah, I thought it was generous to say that it was well prepared and scripted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the rambling, sometimes coherent, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> linking of something in Australian pop culture to <laughs> the development of our um, swimwear mm. you know, yeah. fortunes, basically. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think the first time I saw you give a live show, we sponsored the, um, was when we sponsored some live shows, so in the UK mm. and I turned up and, uh, the comment that one of you made at the end of it was, I think that is the worst promotion we have ever given to a brand ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just sitting there going like, this is like the most money we've ever spent on anything <laughs> and just watching you guys tank like at, a, at the one I, I don't know what you said at the other shows so uh, <laughs> they're fucking live shows so I don't know what's happening um, do you think there's like a Sandler element to it like you know so bad it's good kind of thing <laughs> oh no it was beyond that Sandler has a little bit of movies yeah but 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 no you've 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 recovered well you know like um, and uh, I've, I've actually in, enjoyed 
some of them as well. So, um, <laughs> careful word. <laughs> so no, I think you're. Uh, you know, you, you'll get you'll get there eventually. Well, what is? I mean, what should the ad be this week? You know, I mean, what, what, what's what's the angle on Budgie? We're talking Ooh. matching swimwear this week. We're talking about um, on, on the hers. spot. So there's. I mean, well, custom stuff's something that we're we're always pushing. They are mm. available at the moment. For people listening at home. Um, so yeah, Flick as a note, but uh, now how would I like you to promote it this week? Well, let's put if you're putting me on the spot, how about I put you on the spot? Okay, um, it's a multiple, you, you've got two options here, it's like a choose your own adventure. Okay, option A is promoting the importance of the growth of budgie smuggler, or how you see budgie smuggler developing over the years in relation to Australian politics. Okay, hmm. that's one option, the other is to describe. Um, a pair of smugglers let's say um, what's a pair um, the pineapple pair that I'm yep. pineapple shirt pair that I'm wearing at the moment but to describe it as uh, as an Australian wine from somewhere okay option A politics well, I was, was going to say that um, I was talking off air to the boys beforehand and we were talking about um, Barnaby Joyce's video um, that he posted just for Christmas I believe um, where he tilted the camera towards the sky and was mm. talking about a higher power and the only way that video could have been better we've actually used it as a sting before in this podcast um, but the only way that could have been better if he was wearing budgies in front of his cows preaching to a higher power and that is Adam Linforth. So instead of <laughs> pointing the camera up to the sky in reference to God he should point the camera to his budgie smugglers, to his, his crotch yep. his groinal area yep. and, and he would have been wearing power. the pineapple pear yeah, blood okay. flowing Okay. <laughs> I'd also imagine in a political sense, I mean, this 21st century is the Asian century, obviously, and Australia has a big decision to mm. make around whether it pivots towards the US or, or, or China. Mm. Uh, and uh, with, with that in mind, I'd strongly advocate that Buddy Smuggler pivot towards the latter to China um, for various reasons. And um, so, so with that in mind, I, I, today we're pleased to announce um, Buddy Smuggler will be developing um, <laughs> Chinese flag uh, budgies. I don't if know you want them as customs. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know if now's the right time to be getting into China <laughs> um, necessarily, but I like it as a play, mm. as a yeah. power play. You'll be developing a production centre in Wuhan, mm. and that'll be the complete outsourcing of budget smugglers, which will go against all their brand <laughs> ethos that they've built carefully over the last 10 years. Yeah. yeah I, I didn't think you could tent, tank more than the live show, but uh, <laughs> we've nearly got close. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll bring Birdie into this. Um, squid. Just want to say squid. <laughs> Um, all the players are wearing budgies. All the international players, state players as well. Uh, yeah, a lot. A lot of them are. Um, Nathan Lyon's been walking around the change rooms in his own smugglers. Oh, really? And the he nice says, Garys. Yeah, he'd be like, "Oh, Squid, do you want a pair of my budgies?" And I've, <laughs> I've got a heap in the car, and I say, "No, nah, I'm good." <laughs> so Steve Smith. I'll speak to Lenny, mate. I'll speak to Lenny. <laughs> I'd wear the Smithies. But. Yeah, Steve Smith's not offering anyone bats. He's got 25 bats, but... I actually, Nathan, funny you say that, I actually got two bats off Smithy because I was sitting next to him in the change rooms during a game. He didn't have room for them in his kit, so he just said, there you go, mate. I said, well, oh, cheers. <laughs> I don't have a space side for these. Note, Can you take side them? story. How did your sponsor Spartan feel about that? Yeah. <laughs> Are they still in business? I'm not sure. <laughs> Heard of, they've had a few legal troubles. But. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, while, while you're both here... Um, I believe that there's a that, that Linny, you actually have, um, well, you know, you know Jackson from school days. Yes, uh, and you've actually utilised his. Ta- you're the first to spot his talent. Uh, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's true. My the first ever organised cricket game I played was like a, an intra-school game, and 
like you played in sort of different coloured houses. And because I was the, the captain of the house, it gave me the, the choice of who to pick in the team. And I had actually never played an organised game of cricket before. But that wasn't going to stop me from picking myself um, in, in the team <laughs> first. Because Jack, Jackson Bird was, uh, was in it and just everyone in the school was sort of petrified of this six foot five bloke wandering around talking out the side of his mouth. <laughs> and you had to pick a kid from like each of the younger years. So yeah. I'm like, fuck, Jackson against the year eight kid is just going to be brilliant. Yeah. And we had his older brother, Ian, in the same house who's bloody a gun cricketer as well and another mm. bloke Jack Benson so we just had this team um, we had this team fairly stacked so I just threw the ball I didn't even know where to stand on the field sort of thing <laughs> I didn't bat didn't bowl I didn't even feel a gully I just yeah. watched Jackson run through <laughs> run through the kids and uh, yeah, won the, won the won, trophy yeah. we did win won the trophy right. it's the biggest trophy I've won to this day <laughs> I still got it so um yeah, that, you got that. to keep the house trophy. You didn't I, have to hand it back. I think, also, I, I think you meant to hand those back. You are. Um, you are. Our name engraved in it, though, and yeah. I, wasn't, um, I wasn't letting go of yeah, it. So it's, it's in storage somewhere. Budgiesmuggler.com.au. We've done it again. Uh, we should roll straight into Ask TGC. Yeah, um, all right. This one isn't on the agenda, but it came in late, and uh, it, I thought it was, it was good. Okay. Um, Dear TGC, at 4.30am last night, I was woken by the sound of evil laughter. I rolled over and sure enough, it was coming from my sleeping husband. I nudged him awake and asked what was so funny. I'm playing a funny game of cricket. It's all in there. Somehow there are whips involved. Then he rolled over and went back to sleep. He's a big fan of your show and never misses an episode. I'm pretty disturbed by this, to be honest, and was hoping you could lend some insight in the form of dream analysis. Thanks in advance, worried wife. Pez thoughts? <laughs> What's going on? What? Uh, this um, that's that's my wife. Uh, text again. Correct. Uh, it's true. During the week, uh, I I woke myself laughing, and um, and my wife, who is a light sleeper, and also her mum is a, a psychologist and dream analyst, um, is very interested in you know how like on, in the psyche of sleep, and and she asked what happened. And I, I was just cacking up, and I just said, I'm in a very funny game of cricket. Somehow there are whips involved. That's it. And, and I, have, I have, you know, like you can't remember all of your dreams. But, so it was whips. I was laughing. I was having a good time. I don't know how to elaborate on it anymore, but. Um, what sort what's of a connection? Oh, yeah, like whip, yeah, uh, whips good. off the pads? No, no. So not whips off the pads, <laughs> actual. Um, no, like, uh, like, you know, whip cracking. What do you call it? BDSM. You know, like, yeah. Kind stuff, of, I suppose yeah. so. Yeah, but, yeah. but it was. It wasn't sexual to my knowledge. Right. Um, I'd recently watched a video from 2012 of me in the US with some friends where I was using a whip and <laughs> at them. Yeah. So I think that had landed in my subconscious. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about this off the cuff here. Yeah. Uh, and oh, really? I thought you were so, scripted. So obviously, yeah, I was just playing a game of cricket and there were whips and uh, I've found it very funny. I, I don't really know what else to say. I mean, you guys are free to analyse it. Oh, like. well... I can't analyse that because that's pretty weird. But I had a, uh, everyone has cricket dreams where they have the dreams where you can, you you know you can't get your pads on and then you get timed out. That's a very common one. Um, yeah. I had a similar dream to that, but it was um, I got timed out because I couldn't get out onto the ground because couldn't get my gloves on because I and then I looked inside my gloves and I had salad sandwiches inside my gloves. <laughs> <laughs> so. I woke up from that in a cold sweat like, what was that? 
I told all the boys the next day, and they were just like, "You're, a, you're a freak, mate." I so it's like, so specificity of like, why is it a salad sandwich? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, what was I doing saving them? Why they have the multiple I'm sandwiches sure. within the glove as well? Yeah, I don't know. So, saving them for later. Far out. It was How weird. was your hair? I is really it... reevaluated my my life after that. I was yeah. like, yeah, you sh- as you should life. have. Yeah. Okay. okay. Question. Thanks, Tori. Um, all right, uh, Ben Pears writes in. Dear, he goes Pears and Dave, and let's just say. Bertie and uh, Linny, long-time listener, first-time DM slider. I have a moral dilemma, and naturally I'm going to three blokes from the internet. I'm a 19-year-old playing for a rural team. My dilemma comes on Saturday at a game where the other team got bowled out in the 44th over for 156, and I came in at 6 while we were 4 for 97, so they needed 60 to win. Um, I then proceeded my standard batting of swing and hope for the best. The partnership continued, and shortly we were 154 going into the 20th over while I had the strike. The opener, last season's skipper and current highest run scorer for the competition, all rolled in one mid-30-year-old man with a questionable rig, was on 95 at the other end. With the opposition keeper and captain hating this bloke with such deep passion only found in cricket, the field was called in to stop a single restricting his potential tonne. Blocking the first ball off the new bowler, a few years off debuting in Australia's biggest loser, that threw down (laughs) slow-medium-paced pies off five steps. Vivid. Lacking the skill to nurdle a single, I hit the second ball for a one-bounce four over cover, ensuring my partner couldn't bring up his hundred as we finished the game. So did I do the right thing? Or should I have chipped the field and taken a single, thus potentially sacrificing my wicket in the process, but granting the opportunity for the bloke 95 on out to bring up his third hundred of the season? Alternatively, if I did do the right thing and my moral conscience is clear, did I just alpha him? And how do I bat in a position other than 11 for the rest of the season with him in the leadership group? Alternatively, do I quit my summer job, leave the club and move back to the beach where I, used, where I go to uni? Brackets, I also got a new stick and this was my first time using it. Potential N slash O token. Close brackets. P.S. When is Chop King Cologne being released? Hashtag ask TJC. A bit going on there. <laughs> <laughs> there always is. Yeah. There always is. Yeah. yeah. I don't have a problem with what he's done here. I mean, he's the number six batsman, isn't he, Ben? So technically a lower order batsman. Why should he be expected to nerdle the strike and allow this, this other batsman to bring up his hundred? Shouldn't it be incumbent on the... The batsman, the senior batsman himself, to farm the strike carefully mm. and ensure that he gets his hundred. And also, like this notion of I could have, um, I could have just chipped the infield. Like chipping yeah. the infield is fucking hard. Like, who has the ability to chip? Like to That's, chip. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like A. B. De Villiers, a couple Steve of others. Smith. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I, I'm going to deliberately like loft the infield, yeah. but not so much as to hit a boundary. Just to get a two. Yeah, yeah. just get a two. I've often mishit one, then claimed that I've chipped. I've it. chipped it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, with. With these things, as always, he's like written a really like he's written part of the answer in the question that like has nothing to do. So he's like, alternatively, do I quit my summer job, leave the club, and move back to the beach? Like that's not part of the question. That's what he just <laughs> wants, wants to do. To do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so can you guys just say that? No, you fucking stay in your job, you selfish prick, Ben. And you commit. You commit to the club for your life. And no, don't go back to the beach. Get a studio apartment. <laughs> right, that fixes. Why does it have to be a studio? Yeah. Well, Ben can't afford it. Right. Because <laughs> um, he's lost his job. Right. So you can't do afterpay on apartments either. No, you can't. Unfortunately. <laughs> Lenny, would you stick with that? Um, yeah, I was disappointed with the studio apartment. Now, you're in a regional town. I don't think there's a lot of them either. If you, you know, the market yeah. conditions... Good point. Would be, ...would be slender. High-density so urban living. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, enjoy the space. Tree mm. change. You know, a lot of people from the inner city, urban areas, yep. coastal areas mm. are moving out to the bush. So embrace it. Um, take your... 40 not out or whatever whatever you got and um, just carry on like as mm. if you, you why aren't you bad why aren't you opening next week yeah, yeah. wouldn't it be better for business though if he did move to the beach <laughs> 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 
Pogesmartgod.com. All right. Uh, this next one is from Nick uh, Carabine, willing to use his last name. I play in the MCC 40v40. I assume that's an age group. Sunday league comp with most teams normally scrambling to, or maybe it's 40 overs, isn't overs, it? overs yeah. normally scrambling to fill out an, ex, uh, an 11 each week. Last week we won the toss and elected to bat first, quietly minding our own business on the way to a scratchy nine for 177 off our 40 overs. A strapping young lad who was the epitome of an alpha male arrived. He chose to walk over to our huddle and then started asking questions about the game. What over is it? How many overs can you bowl? After some careful consideration, we quickly realised this enormous figure was actually a member of the opposition side who'd arrived in the 29th over because he was playing golf that morning. After having a conversation with him, I quickly realised that not only was he wearing a Premier Cricket jumper and whites, but he also had a Test Match long-sleeved playing top on. There's no question mark there. That's just me reading that out. Being the nuffy I am, you cannot purchase these in, in stores, coming to the conclusion that at some stage in what I image was an incredible junior career, he ran drinks, subfielded or had net bowled for the Test team. Is this choice to wear the test top an alpha power play? The ultimate alpha move, an effective scheme to scare off opposition players. We were sure that he was going to bowl 140 kilometres per hour and hit a chance of 120 knot of 45 balls. For those wondering, he didn't bowl and got run out for a duck. Your thoughts on his choice of attire? My thoughts are you shouldn't have been um, intimidated by this because you can only gain, and, and Jackson, correct me if I'm wrong, but you can only gain like a, a test long sleeve sweater um, if you're not a player if you've purchased it at some sort of auction or other he, he, he's purchased playing or, gear or he's friends with a, a player mm. that's or, mm. or it was Mickey Edwards you could could have yeah. been Mickey <laughs> <laughs> or he's you know he, he's big and strapping he's come from golf at like Royal Melbourne um, yeah, after, a, a, after a charity auction at yep. KPMG uh, yep <laughs> you know that he's purchased that he can't actually catch a ball but he does have presidential you know yeah. height did it have signatures on it mm. no, <laughs> yeah, it was right. it. yeah this is signed by Rod Hogg defamation proceedings yeah. happening very soon Rodney. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, no need to worry about this. No, I wouldn't, do, I wouldn't be too concerned. Mm. Um, we might just do one more. Okay. Mm. I might do one more. Go back to the, the first question. So um, I jumped in with Tori's DM. Um, Philip, <clears throat> hi TGC. I've been meaning to write to you guys for a while, but never just, just never got around to it. Okay. Uh, anyways, I'm doing so now. I just wanted to share a story that makes me think we might have lost the ashes. I've been living in the UK for the last few years, which meant I had good proximity to the World Cup and Ashes cricket. It also meant that my Austrian wife was subjected to more cricket than any of the previous years of our relationship. Austria is not massively famous for its cricketing pedigree, and subsequently my wife only has two facts about the sport. One, it's always on. Two, at around October, there is a month or so of kind sport. The footy is over and the cricket hasn't started yet. Kind sport is a... The chaos sport. It's, nine, it's no, okay. sport. no sport. <clears throat> As you know, in 2019, my wife's first cricket fact had never been more true, that it was always on. Uh, credit to her, though. She sat on the one chair in the living room without visual access to the TV and diligently managed to not watch a ball for six months. Fast forward and we had drawn slash won the ashes and everyone was feeling okay. That was until one day I came home from work and my wife is sitting in the living room singing to herself, same old Aussies always cheating, on repeat and not in key. I thought, oh my days, they have done it. The English have won the World Cup, captured the imagination of new uh, European markets and are trolling people in the, in the homes in their own homes via family members. It got me thinking, 
given how admirably my wife didn't engage in the cricket and yet she still managed to pick up the tune of same old Aussies always cheating, maybe we did lose the Ashes. I mean, the Big Bash crowds aren't great. What is your take? Cheers. <laughs> Find the like reference to the UK capturing new European markets quite incorrect given what's taken place this week. I mean, Brexit is real. You know, they're, they're losing yeah. European markets more than yeah. anything. Similarly, I also think that, like, you know, historically, Australians are, like, privately proud of their ability, you know, have been privately proud of their ability to cheat. Hmm. And then thirdly, this idea, I just keep, people keep going back to the idea of Australia losing the Ashes. Like, if Australia lost the Ashes, what did England do with the Ashes this time around? Did, did they not lose it? Did they, you know what I mean? Why, why, why are we focusing so much on Australia losing it wasn't clean yes. cut, it was a retention. Clean. We don't understand it. It's not yeah. binary. I mean, what, that's, what, that's... What's the take of the pro level, Jacko, in relation to Australia and retaining the ashes and the linguistics around that? Oh, I think retaining's as good as one, really. You yeah. can't... Yeah. I, I could com- comment on it from but... a medical perspective. Please. <laughs> uh, okay. Finally, my, <laughs> my blood pressure through that ashes series, hmm. like, I couldn't... I don't even play cricket. I was having cricket nightmares. Joffrey Arshu got in my head. Mm. Like I lit for maybe like a month or two afterwards. I went to, I had to go to the doctor. I had high, I had high blood pressure. They wanted to put me on medication. Um, and then I've got back to Australia. Is that a lifestyle factor? Or a lifestyle factor? <laughs> <laughs> just it on cricket. Uh, I've got back to Australia. Mate, waters hitting triple triple tums. We're absolutely dominating everything that comes. And um, and through the summer, it was still high at the start, at like midway through, the, and then now it's calmed right down. Mm-hmm. I I'm, feel safe again. Yep, same. The world is back in normal um, working order. Clean bill of health from the doctor. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I, I think that means, I don't know if that means it was a, it was a win. It was yeah. a win. Yeah. That's a standard grade cricketer throughout summer, I reckon. Yeah. High blood pressure the whole summer, and then once <laughs> cricket's finished for the year, they go back to normal. Yeah, but we didn't win it. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you very much, Jackson Burr, for joining us in the studio. Adeline Thor, thank you very much. Brendan in the corner as well, thank you. Dave Edwards, thank you. Cheers, best. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, back again next week. Cheers.